We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jacobs. We're here. Big Ten Media Days is just a couple days away. It's the unofficial start of the preseason for college football, and we'll have all your coverage for it as TJ Inman joins us, as well as our writer, Amanda Pavelka, who will be covering I, um, Media Day up in Chicago for us. Uh, TJ, how are you doing today? Doing well. Yes, uh, definitely feels like uh, Big Ten Media Day. You know, it's brutally hot outside, but uh, I'm excited because this is a kind of that uh, marker, if you will, that lets you know uh, college football season is right around the corner. Yep, and before we start that, just a word from our friends over at SeatGeek. I'd like to take a second and introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes marks a great deal, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. Ten dollar beers. Uh, what are you What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have tickets. Yeah, it's the unofficial uh, unofficial kickoff to the preseason. It's been a long off season for IU, and we'll have one of our own writers, Amanda Pavelka, up there in Chicago. We bring her in now. Amanda, how are you doing? Hey, I'm so excited, you guys. Awesome. Uh, First time at Media Day. What are you looking forward to the most? Everything. Um, I don't know. I'm just really excited to be there and be a part of – I've only been around basketball, so this is my first uh, football event, and I'm just really excited. Awesome. It, it is. I've been up there. This is the first year that I'm not going. Uh, I'm out on vacation uh, with my fiance. It's her first vacation in about a year. Uh, so I, I had to miss it. Um, but it, it's a really fun event. Uh, usually nothing earth shattering happens. This year, there are some bigger storylines in the Big Ten. Uh, there's going to be a changing of the guard and the commissioner. It's Commissioner Delaney's last year. Um, and they bring in uh, Kevin Kevin Warren from the the Minnesota Vikings CEO to come replace uh, Jim Delaney, and and Delaney has been there forever. Um, 
and he's done a lot of good things for the Big Ten, and a lot of people have complained about what he's done. But if you look financially with the Big Ten Network, the money these schools are getting, Jim Delaney has taken the Big Ten to to a whole different level, even above the SEC uh, and all of those teams. So it's it's going to be a, a definite um, change of the guard. That's one of the bigger storylines. Uh, TJ, let's touch upon that storyline first, since it is mm-hmm. probably going it, it is Commissioner Delaney's last Big Ten media days. He's been there since 1989. Uh, yeah. How do you reflect on his time as, as Big Ten commissioner? I mean, uh, he's certainly within that time frame. Uh, you know, he has been the one of the more influential people in not just uh, the Big Ten, but college athletics. Uh, the things that he has introduced and also the things that he has opposed uh, create an interesting legacy. I mean, you're looking at the creation of the Big Ten Network, obviously uh, has had a gigantic impact on the college athletic landscape and on the revenues of these Big Ten teams. Um, that's, that's a major positive uh, in his kind of in his tally, if you will. Uh, look at the expansion that he has led adding Penn State, and yes, Jim Delaney was the person responsible for the addition of Penn State as a commissioner, and then more recently, uh, Nebraska, Maryland, and Rutgers. Um, I think two of those schools, uh, Penn State and Nebraska, uh, you would say have been, you know, without question, they seem like they fit. Uh, I think Maryland still, uh, while they, they add a lot to the conference, I do think that um, certainly it kind of feels like they're still uh, part Big Ten, part ACC school, if you will. Uh, and then Rutgers, uh, it has never seemed like a great fit. Uh, and they have not, from an athletic standpoint, they haven't really added a ton. And Jim Delaney, I think kind of the uh, thing that he still gets made fun of is, is calling Rutgers, you know, adding the New York media market, um, which I, you know, I don't think has ever really been the case. But still, um, in a time of transition, there was never any kind of serious debate about schools being poached from the Big Ten. It was always viewed as an attractive destination for people uh, instead of uh, a conference that teams needed or wanted to leave. Um, he also was heavily responsible for the uh, institution of instant replay uh, and the, the challenge system, if you will. And you can either thank him or blame him for that, depending on your outlook on it. Uh, and then he opposed the college football playoff, which uh, I think is given how successful that has been uh, and how staunchly he was opposed to it. He definitely wanted to keep that BCS. Um, I think that that kind of looks like a bad um, bad stance in hindsight. So overall, um, I would say highly successful uh, commissioner for the Big Ten, especially with what the member schools are really, really – um, what they are most concerned about is going to be the bottom line, the revenue, the money. And I think Jim Delaney has been wildly successful in that way. So um, new Commissioner Warren, he has a uh, – I think he's got big shoes to fill. He does. There are a lot of things that that I would like to see change in the Big Ten. One of them is the nine-game conference schedule. I think it needs to go back down to eight. You're just shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to the college football playoff and talking about the bottom line, the, 
missing the college football playoff in each of the last three years it takes money out of the pockets of the Big Ten, and I think they they they're shooting themselves in the foot by going to nine games instead of getting a, a fourth non-conference game where instead of a guaranteed seven and seven, your conference uh, has a chance to go undefeated or you know thirteen and one or twelve and two. Uh, and, and so on and so forth. But let's get down to, to IU. We are an IU podcast, so uh, let's get down to IU's media day things. Uh, the schedule uh, the schedule for Thursday is as follows. Uh, at um, 12.15 Eastern time, Jim Delaney is going to talk. Uh, each of these guys talks. It, it could get very mundane and boring at times, especially with the Big Ten Network president. And so on. But Tom Allen talks at 145 Eastern, 1245 Central. Uh, it'll be on Big Ten Network. Uh, so tune into that. Amanda will be there uh, covering it. Uh, but there are a lot of stories that that are surrounding IU coming into the year. It's the third year of Tom Allen's head coaching tenure. Uh, it's back-to-back five-win seasons. Uh, they need to go to a bowl this year. They've lost two in a row to, to Purdue. What is your top storyline heading into uh, Big Ten Media Days surrounding Indiana football, Amanda? Um, obviously, the quarterback battle, honestly, is the biggest every year. Um, but also what uh, Kalen DeBoer can do um, with our offensive, you know, what he's going to do. Um, I mean, he was a big investment in seeing what he can, you know, what kind of a difference he can make this year. I think would be um, my biggest, you know, focus. Um, and then uh, incoming freshmen, just our class this year, and, uh, you know, who's going to be the next Stevie Scott? Who's going to be the standout freshman? Um, and just kind of how they've been doing and going into fall, fall camp the quarterback battle and just, um, you know, with Jack Tuttle becoming immediately eligible, you know, there's going to be a battle between Penix getting healed up and uh, Ramsey, and it'll be interesting. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of storylines. Kalen DeBoer came in after there are a lot of complaints about Mike DeBoer, uh, who is IU's previous offensive coordinator, not – being aggressive enough and, and, and not being um, creative enough into in getting points and scoring points, and, and that has held IU back. They made the change at offensive coordinator. They shelled out $800,000 to bring in Kalen DeBoer from Fresno State to turn that offense around, uh, and, and he has a lot of tools to work for it. Amanda, you mentioned Jack Tuttle, uh, Michael Penix, and Peyton Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey's got a ton of starting experience. Uh, you, you know what you have in him, and, and he's, you know, a, a rock-solid competitor, uh, but he has some physical limitations. Michael Penix got a taste last year. Um, you could just – when he came in against Penn State, there was a buzz uh, in the atmosphere at that game that even when he threw incomplete passes, it was there was just some zip on his fastball that Peyton Ramsey misses. And then Jack Tuttle coming in from Utah being immediately eligible. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a three-man race to start off with. Uh, I think it comes down to, to Tuttle or Penix. 
and, and Rams is the odd man out. But it, it's I, I they're not going to name a, a starting quarterback this week. It's going to go into fall camp. They got to give Michael Penix a chance to compete for the job at a hundred percent. And then you know with, with with the freshman coming in, and Amanda's whole, totally right. Who thought that C.B. Scott would be, you know, the the true freshman leader in Indiana history for touchdowns and, and yards and, and all of those things when he came in as essentially a third string running back? He, he could have played linebacker. He ended up playing running back, and you know Morgan Ellison gets uh, suspended and ultimately dismissed from the team, and unfortunately Cole gets hurts his knees knee and in the opener and Stevie Scott bursts onto the scene. So it is intriguing who could be that guy um, at the start of the season. And, and it's hard to pick because, you know, people saw the potential in Stevie Scott, but it's sometimes the, the channel to, to starting it is not there. TJ, what are, what are your top, uh, top storylines for big Ten, uh, for Indiana? during Big Ten media days? Well, I think the both coordinator positions are interesting. I think Amanda's right. Keelan DeBoer, uh, big investment as far as IU football is concerned. The athletic department, uh, that was refreshing to see. Tom Allen set a top target. Uh, he knew exactly who he wanted and what he wanted in that offensive coordinator hire. It was an incredibly important hire uh, for Tom Allen to get right, and we, we certainly feel like he has. We hope that he has. Um, Kalen DeBoer is obviously of huge interest. And then, you know, that defensive coordinator position is also interesting as Tom Allen, uh, certainly a defensive-minded coach, uh, electing to turn those play-calling duties. Uh, he'll still be involved for sure, but electing to turn those play-calling duties over to Kane Womack, a uh, rising star in, in the defensive ranks, uh, elevating him to defensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, Tom Allen taking more of a, you know, whole program approach to things. So it'll be interesting to hear Tom Allen talk about that decision some more, uh, talk about the positives behind that, um, and, and be able to get some of those quotes. I think that will be very interesting. And then, you know, the players talking, that's uh, definitely a, an interesting part of this as well. Uh, most schools sending three three players, a couple sending four. Uh, Indiana sending Nick Westbrook and uh, Coy Cronk as representatives of the offense and Raekwon Jones from the defense. So, you know, I would expect to hear some interesting things from Westbrook, maybe regarding the quarterbacks uh, and the, the new offense, and then uh, Coy Cronk regarding that. And then a big story for me, which this won't be solved in media day. It won't be solved uh, in fall camp. It'll have to be solved during the season. But uh, it seems like every year, you know, recently we are – waiting to see if Indiana can turn those close losses that are decided by either that lack of depth in the fourth quarter against the big boys or, you know, just those one or two critical plays or ball bounces of the ball, turning those close losses into wins. Um, how does Indiana get over that hump? And that's a, a perpetual problem for this program and it, it has to be solved. The schedule presents a lot of opportunities for that to happen this year. Um, and it can go one way or the other. It can be, you know, another close but no cigar situation or, uh, or Indiana can, can figure out how to get that done 
we feel like the depth is improving. We feel like the talent level overall from those ones down to the threes uh, is getting better, and the recruiting rankings back that up. Uh, the play on the field backs that up sometimes, but it needs to consistently back it up, and we need to see those close losses, at least a couple of them, turn into wins. So hearing the players talk about uh, how they plan on getting that done um, for the guys that are there in their senior years, I think that's going to be very interesting as well. Yeah, and to touch on that point, my my big thing this year is what kind of sense of urgency is IU going to show? It yeah. seems like the last couple years that IU football has kind of laid in the weeds, laid in the weeds, you know, punted on fourth and one uh, in some spots where they could have gone for it, settled for field goals where they could have gone for touchdowns. Uh, and, and things like that. What kind of sense of urgency does Tom Allen bring to this um, to this season that he, that hasn't shown in past seasons? This is not this is not the uh, this is not the season to to mess around. It's a very difficult schedule, conference wise. You should have no problem in the non conference. Um, you should beat Rutgers at home. It's gonna. The season's gonna swing on this Maryland game, and are the is this team gonna realize that hey, our season can be determined in October, in the in middle of October, not just the last uh, the last day of the regular season up at Purdue, which it, it might come down to Purdue again. Uh, but are they gonna say hey, this is our bowl games on the line here in October? every week of the season uh, or is it going to be will it take that gut-wrenching loss like it did against Minnesota last year to realize oh hey this is what that line uh, this is what's on the line uh, and that's going to go I, I want to see how that affects the quarterback decision are you going to play it safe and start Peyton Ramsey to start the year or are you going to take a chance and put one of these young guys in who needs the game reps against opponents that they should be uh, Ball State, Eastern Illinois, and UConn. They should beat those. They might struggle a little bit, but even with struggles, they should be able to beat. This team should be able to beat those teams uh, with, while getting these young quarterbacks um, the important reps. And, and you look at it, people say, ah, oh, they haven't had the game reps. Well, they should have started Penix last year. And I said that in fall camp, and I'm going to stick to my gut. They should have started Michael Penix last year. He was clearly the the most physically gifted quarterback on the roster. And uh, they went with Peyton Ramsey, and Ramsey's a, a heck of a competitor. He's a heck of a teammate, and he does have some tools. He could run, he could throw a little bit, but Michael Penix prob- is, is the better quarterback. Uh, in, in my opinion, at that time, and we'll see what it what happens in fall camp. I, I that sense of urgency needs to come through. All this talk about finishing and breakthrough and and grit, you got to show it to me. Even in it might be tough to show it at media days, but you got to show it to me at at some point early in the season, during a game, or sometime during fall camp. Uh, where, you, you know what, guys, we're not good enough uh, to, to punt on on fourth and one inside, 
you know, on, on the opponent's side of the field. They, they had a chance against Purdue last year. They, I think they crossed the field 57 times in the first half and came away with one touchdown. It's just at some yeah. point you got to be aggressive, and this is the year um, that you have to be aggressive. You've got a fan base who is getting impatient. Uh, you've made the switch at offensive coordinator. You put down the investment at offensive coordinator. You finish the stadium, um, and it, it's time to look. If IU goes five and seven, and it's because they lost the game going for it on fourth and one at their opponent's thirty-five when they needed a touchdown to win. Whatever, man. I'll take it. Um, I can't live with you punting there. Um, that's the thing. If if they're aggressive and go five and seven, I could swallow that pill a lot better than them being uh, passive and and finishing five and seven and, and with a lot of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And so that's that's my yep. thing. And it's going to be hard uh, for to to really pick up on it at at media day, but. That's something that I, I would ask is what kind of sense of urgency does Tom Allen have? What kind of sense of urgency does these <clears throat> players have? These seniors who are on their last hurrah um, have to make this season count and not just wait for that. You know, the last two years that they were three and six and, and then, you know, five and six going into to Purdue that we'll call it the oh crap moment. You can't wait for that old crap moment. That old crap moment has to happen in fall camp. Say, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough to get us to the next level. Um, and it shouldn't take a, a loss to Maryland or Minnesota or, you know, whatever that classic IU football loss is to, to realize that you're not going in the, in uh, to the place that you need to be going. Uh, Amanda, being a first-timer at, at Media Day, um, what stories surrounding the Big Ten and and IU on a national level are you interested to getting uh, getting quotes about? Did we lose Amanda? Oh no, I'm here. Um, sorry, Sammy. Um, I was just gonna say um, while we were backtrack to the young guys, you know, we've been hearing about these guys for a couple of years. They were young, mm-hmm. Tom Allen's first year, and, uh, you know, they've been young for two years. They're not young anymore. So I'm hoping to see, you know, some of these juniors step up and, you know, after after the heartbreaker, um, Purdue, last year you asked about the urgency going into that game, you know, and he just, Tom, uh, Coach Allen talked about, um you know, their urgency going into that game and how these young guys have the potential. And, you know, hopefully I just want to see that this year, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that going in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, one one question regarding, uh, you know, other programs. Everybody obviously is going to be at the media day. Um, as you kind of peruse through the coaches and um other player representatives are going to be there. Is there anybody that stands out to you as um, someone you're interested in hearing talk in person or um, having any type of interaction where player-wise or uh, or coach-wise here this year? Um, I 
probably Ohio State, um, their coaching situation over there would be interesting to me mm-hmm. um, with their new coaching yeah. staff yeah, and Urban Meyer and that fallout. Sammy, yeah. he was was Ryan Day, and I don't remember this, was he at Big Ten Media Day at all last year? I, I know Urban Meyer was, but uh, was Ryan Day at Big Ten Media Day at all? I don't think so. Uh, usually the coordinators don't go, and all the, the stuff with Zach Smith kind of blew up at Media Day. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be – Definitely that atmosphere surrounding Ohio State. I, I wish Amanda could have been there last year to so that she could compare uh, what it's like surrounding um, surrounding Ohio State. But it was, you know, everybody was waiting for Urban Meyer to say something. He didn't really say anything or anything much, and it was just like a ticking time bomb. And you left unsatisfied, and then coming. I think Ohio State has had a good off season. It's been a quiet off season for Ohio State. There, there hasn't been off the field stuff. You know, Urban Meyer's doing his own thing, but I don't count him as Ohio State anymore. Um, and, and Zach Smith, I think, got arrested again, but he's not at Ohio State. So they're kind of going under the radar. Everybody's talking about Michigan. So yeah, Ryan Day is. They didn't really. I, they didn't do a national search. It was always going to be Ryan Day. And there's not like there hasn't been much chatter about it, so it's going to be interesting to see how much buzz Ohio State comes in. It's probably the first time in a long time that the you know the national media's kind of taken them as an underdog, and I, I'd love to see their attitude uh, coming in as they're they're no longer uh, you know the the media favorite to win the Big Ten. I I totally disagree with that. You know until somebody beats them, they're always going to be the favorite. Uh, and and yeah. you know I know you say the same thing, TJ. Michigan, it's time to put up or shut up. There's been a lot of talk about Michigan. There there's always talk. Shea Patterson was on Twitter, fake Twitter, or whatever, and they had that. But you know I I think the the atmosphere surrounding Michigan and Ohio State is going to be really interesting. And, and that's something that, uh, Amanda, if you could just sense, get a buzz about it, it's going to be impossible to talk to those two guys because there are 8,000 media that go to those two guys. <laughs> and if you're not there at yeah. the exact moment they hit the podium, it's, you know, you're, you're standing a mile away. Um, but it's, you know, to me, it's Ohio State's laying in the weeds, and I think they, they're exactly where they want to be. It's under the radar. They have a super talented team, and, you know, people talk about Ryan Day. He's not as big of a figure as Urban Meyer. I don't think anybody is, and there's really no controversy surrounding Ohio State this year with Urban Meyer out. So that'll be really interesting how they handle that. Absolutely, yeah. I think the only the only two people perhaps that will rival um, Harbaugh and Day for attention would be uh, Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost uh, for Nebraska. Um, not, Martinez, not one much. of the few quarterbacks going to be in attendance, and um, Scott Frost, obviously head coach in Nebraska. Um, ton of hype surrounding the Huskers. I happen to think that they are going to be pretty darn good 
but in terms of, you know, I've seen some that are, you know, projecting a uh, Big Ten, you know, Big Ten West championship and, you know, contending for the Big Ten title overall. Uh, I think they're still a, a year away from that. Um, but I do think that the the hype surrounding Scott Frost uh, is certainly interesting. And um, he's an engaging figure and I think a guy that a lot of people are looking forward to, uh, to seeing um, what he has to say about his squad, the program uh, at Big Ten Media Day. He's not backing down uh, wisely so from, from what he believes Nebraska is capable of. Uh, he thinks it's an elite program, and he's not backing down from those expectations. Uh, he expects for them to be not just competing for Big Ten titles, but to be up there with Nebraska, with uh, Michigan and Ohio State uh, at the top of the Big Ten. So I think that's going to be very interesting to see uh, kind of how how Scott Frost and how Martinez uh, approach things. Like I said, Martinez is one of the few quarterbacks that's uh, in attendance. I think Nate Stanley. Uh, there for Iowa, and that that might be it uh, in terms of quarterbacks. But um, uh, that's not all that odd. Uh, you do get a lot of offensive linemen, a lot of defensive linemen um, that that tend to represent their teams. But you're looking at mostly seniors and uh, a lot of very well-spoken, uh, very intelligent guys that I think uh, do their schools proud. So that's that's a cool part of it as well is to kind of just see those players off the field, um, kind of hear them talk some and, and gain that respect for them as well. Yeah, only having two quarterbacks is kind of insane. It's Nate Stanley and Adrian Martinez, you said. It, it's really weird to me, uh, especially with a group yeah. of uh, upperclassmen at, at, at quarterback as well. Uh, it's kind of understandable. Uh, you know, Justin Fields is new. Uh, new to the Big Ten, he probably a lot of times this is a big honor for guys for seniors to come and and uh, maybe Justin Fields hasn't earned uh, earned that yet, and, and maybe some of the other guys um, really haven't uh, settled their quarterback situations yet. But those two, Stanley and and Adrian Martinez, are are pretty cemented in there. Um, to go on expectations, uh, it's there's a lot of buzz about Nebraska, uh, you know, but people are forgetting that, you know, Purdue had a, has a lot coming back. Uh, yeah, they have to rework their offensive line, but they have an All-American on offense and defense. Uh, Iowa has Nate Stanley coming back and um, playing well. You have Minnesota who came on, on uh, late last year. You had Wisconsin who – had a down year, and, and people are writing Wisconsin off, but they have Jonathan Taylor, who's, you know, going for 6,000 career yards in three years, which is kind of unbelievable, uh, and, and things like that. And Northwestern won the division last year, and they bring in, you know, Patty Fisher's back at linebacker. I know he's one of your your favorite players, TJ, and they bring in Hunter Johnson from Clemson, who's a former five-star guy, mm-hmm. replaced Clayton Thorson. So I think, you know, the buzz surrounding Nebraska, while it's nice, and, and you kind of want Nebraska to be good as a Big Ten fan because they're that brand name to go with Ohio State and Michigan, and they could probably challenge them. Uh, but it's you're, you're putting the cart before the horse. They're, they're coming off a four-win year, and it's maybe it's a little too early uh, to talk about that. But it's 
I, I think it's a wide open year in the Big Ten. I think that's going to be one of the storylines as the conference on the field to talk about. You know, for years it seemed it was just Wisconsin and Ohio State, and now you have, uh, you know, Michigan might overtake Ohio State, and the West, the West is wide open, and it's going to be really interesting how how coaches handle some of these expectations, handle the questions on these expectations. And things like that. Uh, it, it's there's going to be a lot of coaches saying stuff without saying anything, and so we'll see what comes through yeah. and, and and all of that. But as far as IU players coming uh, coming with Coy Cronk, Raquan Jones, and Nick Westbrook, I, I think I don't think that they could have picked three better represent uh, representatives for the university. And I, I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Amanda, what are, what, what's one question that you want to ask each of these players uh, while you're there up in Chicago? Um, well, obviously, um, I think a lot of questions around the, the um, quarterback battle and just how the quarterbacks are playing, how the freshmen are playing, um, I have questions about, um, you know, Samson James, uh, Co Nofoongo Totoa. Did I say it right? Um, <laughs> I have, I have just no idea. A lot of good. <laughs> um, but just uh, obviously, um, questions questions about the quarterbacks and how um, the new coordinators, um, you know, how, how things are going with that. Um, how with uh, losing, you know, our upperclassmen, how, you know, how they feel going into the season and how things are going to play out. Just Yeah, there are, there's a, a lot of, you know, they, they lost a lot of leaders last year and the year before. And, and you're one of the big questions I have with, with recruiting out of state so much is do they, do these players get the passion, uh, especially the younger players of these big 10 rivalries? Do they understand, you know, what, what the Oaken bucket means to, to Indiana, what it means to go to Michigan state, what it means to, you know, take on Ohio State, Michigan, two teams you haven't beaten since the 80s, uh, or play at Penn State where you haven't won at all. Do they understand, you know, do, and it's not their fault that they don't. It's growing up out of the state that you don't really get the, the IU football culture, and that's on the coaches to to indoctrinate them in uh, in that culture. So, you know, I, I want to see how much passion the, these young guys play for IU. Now, it, they're going to play passionately for, for Coach Allen, but when it comes down to it in the trenches and late in games, TJ, as you spoke to, you know, are you going to get that extra adrenaline rush because you're, you know, taking on Ball State and, you know, you don't really know the history that, that Ball State won three in a row and, and how much, you know, that just taking back dominance in that series, uh, 
means to, to saving face for Indiana football or, or late in the bucket game, uh, you know, if you fall down by too much, are, are you going to walk off the field or, or, you know, at the beginning of the game, Purdue should never be more fired up than you. Uh, so that that's what I want to look for in these young guys. Uh, Amanda, enjoy your time up at, uh, up at Media Days. It's going to be a blast. Uh, for all of you uh, who don't follow her at Amanda Pavelka on Twitter, um, she'll be running the Hoosier Huddle Twitter as well. So follow her for all your updates. Enjoy enjoy um, your first experience uh, up there, Amanda. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you. I absolutely will. All right. That's Amanda Pavelka with Hoosier Huddle. Uh, TJ, final sh- uh, final thoughts before we wrap up. Yeah, I think Amanda's going to have a great time. She's doing a great job there. Uh, looking forward to her coverage. We will uh, certainly, you know, whatever comes out of Big Ten Media Day, we will uh, provide the content on that. And uh, really after that, we start ramping into uh, legitimate 2019 season preview stuff. Uh, you're going to look at, um, you know, opponent position previews, obviously. Uh, we'll get into Indiana uh, position previews. And opponent previews have been going on. Uh, throughout the summer as well. Our countdown continues. Um, you know, really, we have continued to provide what I hope is just really enjoyable content for everybody. Uh, and for me, Big Ten Media Day uh, is kind of, while well, we've been paying attention all along, it's kind of the time when uh, a lot of the people that have checked out for a while, which is totally understandable, not a lot's happened, uh, the people that have checked out for a while Time to check back in, get up to date on what's happening. Uh, college football season will be here before we know it, and that is a blessing. Yeah, college football season is about seven, six weeks away with, with week zero, six weeks yeah. uh, from last Saturday. And I always enjoy media day. Not a lot of news happens, but you, you get to – it's like getting the – it's like the first day – of school with your friends, the gang's back together. Uh, there's excitement in the air. Everybody wants to talk about their teams, and, and you see people you haven't seen since last year. And, and it's really cool uh, event going up there and, and seeing people. Um, I hope there's news to report, uh, and, and hopefully it's good news. Uh, but it, it's just it's a it's an exciting time to be a football fan. It's all these the big con- major conferences are, are starting to kick off. And before you know it, IU will be kicking off against Ball State on August 31st at Lucas Oil Stadium. And the season will be underway and then over before you blink an eye uh, in November. So it's – I love this time of year. It brings our team together at Hoosier Huddle. Uh, we live and die and, and ride the roller coaster during games as well. On our on our uh, on our text me- group text message, and uh, we're 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 with you in it. We want to bring you all the IU football news that that you can handle uh, through the good and the bad. Uh, but it, the 2019 season is here again. Big Ten Media Day is on Thursday and Friday this week. Indiana Indiana's head coach Tom Allen uh, will be going on Thursday at. 1.45 in the afternoon Eastern time. That's 12.45 in the Central. Uh, 
TuneIn. It'll be on BTN. They do a great job covering it on TV. Uh, ESPN does does it as well, I believe. Um, and we'll Amanda will have you all covered uh, from up there. TJ, your your uh, media day primer is coming out as well uh, tomorrow. And we enjoy uh, we enjoy the feedback. And if there's stuff that you want us to talk about, please send it so we can talk about it on future podcasts. Well, TJ, thanks for joining me. That does it for today's podcast. We'll be back next week to break down the Big 12 and Pac-12. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? 
Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.